Crime, David. Crime. Okay. Another crime spree. Uh, no, so not just a crime, but a crime it's spree. It's a crime spree. Kind of okay. like in uh, the first uh, Ninja Turtles movie, where a crime wave was taking over New York. Yes, and similar to the Ninja Turtles story, this, uh, this story is a bit cheesy, if you will. So two women uh, are accused of uh, habitually robbing several stores in Burlington, Ontario... Outside of Toronto, Kawhi, get out of there, it's a crime haven. Um, stealing cheese wheels from local grocery stores. Now, when you say habitually, do you mean like, because when you have a habit, that's something that you have to do, or else you have like, withdraw like Okay, symptoms. I don't know the women, I don't know the women personally, okay, we've texted a little bit, I just wanted to get some more background on the story. Why are you texting these strange women? Well, it's not because, you know, I'm just trying to get more information on the story, trying to be an informed storyteller that's how i think of myself david i'm a storyteller are you yes i think i talk to my wife about the podcast every once in a while and your stories at the beginning of the shows are like her favorite part thank you uh well i rely on the um exploits of people like these two women who frequently let's change the word to frequently okay i don't want to i don't want the english teacher in the room to criticize my diction i'm sorry i haven't taught in like four days (laughs) And I have lectures yeah, like school's out for summer. I have lectures loaded and ready to go, man. Like my buddies, <laughs> really? Oh yeah. Like my tech. Uh, I was as a, uh, my buddies were in a text thread from uh, guys I uh, worked at a hospital with, and one of my best yeah. buddies from back home, Josh. Shout out to you guys, Josh, Mo, Brent, and Jacob. Two of which don't ever listen to the podcast, and I know that because you guys are jerks. Anyway, why are you shouting them out? Why? Yeah. Oh, to put them on blast, as the kids say. Okay. But they uh, were talking about something, and I ended up with like. I'll just show it to you so you get an idea. But I ended up going off on them with like a four or five paragraphs long wow. <laughs> text just like lecturing them. I mean, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. but Okay. Oh, there's also all that stuff where they laughed at, laughed at image, you know, did a thousand times. Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, we really hit the mud here and I, I blame me. Yeah. Should I continue with my story while you pull that up? Sorry, what? You good? You got it? You got it? Okay, wow. That's quite, that's quite the... You, uh, you yeah. really gave it to him. I did. Also, he said that uh, Mr. Tumnus from Narnia was a satyr. Okay. And I was like, no. Okay. He's a fawn. Of course. Right? And he still like went back and forth with me, even though after I pulled up the thing that said Roman mythology, like, fawn, and has goat ears, mm-hmm. right? Clearly goat ears, not horse ears, like a Greek satyr, <laughs> right? And then I pulled up the gif... Uh, what a dum dum! Right? <laughs> then I pulled up the GIF from the movie where he says, "Well, I'm a fawn." Yeah. And he was still like, "Well, you know, shut up, Mo. You don't know what you're talking about." Hey, I know Mo. You know Mo? I've talked to Mo. You've talked to Mo before? Yeah. I like Mo, but shut up, Mo. You're wrong. Yeah. When did you meet Mo? Uh, didn't I play a video game with him once? Yeah. Time? Yeah. Okay. Mo's a good dude. Yeah. Mo's a good. He's just being dumb about the satyr thing but anyway i feel like i thoroughly routed him by highlighting things you can see roman mythology go all sure. that stuff and then he uh he just went off on something roman stole stuff but a lot of people oh. by the way like no okay. ugh, to totally changed the subject after i pwned him yeah he well, got pwned mo all right if you're, if you're all uh, done fawning over your exploits let me uh, get back to my story what? oh really yes okay. excellent use excellent use of Memes. I'm sorry. I ran out of F's to give on the last day of wow. school. I ran out. They're gone. Wow. You, I, you, how many kids did you fail? None. None of them deserved to oh. fail. Okay. 
Well, some well, of them. They said you ran out of Fs. So. Oh, I got you. Because yeah. I was giving out Fs, like at right. like the club, giving out dollars. Yeah. I know what I'm talking about. Like I said, Fs to give, gone. <laughs> okay. I'm in here, like, I usually in, like, a, a colored shirt or, like, a, yeah. a polo or something Yeah, you usually take school, this so seriously. Right? <laughs> Shut up. But, like, but today I'm in, like, a hat that I can't stop messing with because I played yeah. outfield when I played baseball. <laughs> and okay. I was, like, always yeah. messing with my hat. It's a, it's a habitual thing. I also feel like I look like Bob the it, Builder in this Is it hat. habitual? Yeah, it is. Okay. That, that was the proper use of the word, habitual. <laughs> anyway... Is that even a word? Habitual? Yeah, yeah for okay. sure. It's a word. Yeah. So these women were still in cheese, David. Oh, yeah, cheese women. You're still in cheese wills. <laughs> you, you get... Several several robberies in the Burlington Coat Factory province of Ontario. <laughs> uh, like I said, just located just outside Toronto, Kauai. Get safe. Come to L.A. We're super safe. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh they stole eighteen hundred dollars worth of cheese. That's a lot of cheese. Eighteen hundred dollars. Uh, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna pull up the quote from the police constable. Oh, they have constables there. They have a constable. Okay, there's a few things of Canada I'm a fan of. Okay, constables. Constables is one of them. Yeah. Like if I, if someone's like David, your dream is to be a police officer. Yeah. That's cool. Can I be a constable? And they'd be like, No. I'd be like, Never mind. My dream is no longer to be a police officer because I'd want to be a constable. Mm. Um. So he says it's a lot of cheese. I don't believe they're going to eat it themselves. So how how he can get inside these criminals' brains, I don't know. It's like one of those TV show cops. Yeah. Like one of the guys that can like feel around in the room and be like, oh, cheese was here. Yeah, and cheese, uh, you know, I'm not a cheese aficionado. I don't uh, partake of the fromage, you know, regularly. But uh, I think it ages well, right? So like theoretically they could eat all of it. They could just, like, throw it in the fridge and pick at it from time to time. Okay, I'm not so saying he's a bad police officer. I'm just saying he's making constable. assumptions. Constable. Constable. Okay, he's so constably making bad assumptions. That's possible. So. Possible? I could use a good possible right now. Okay, so. With some uh, cheese. Okay. If only <laughs> we knew someone who had extra cheese. Right, lying around. So, what you're suggesting is they're going to, like, hoard this cheese and eat it over an extended period of time. Yeah, I mean, you could just live off cheese for like a year. Ugh. What would that? That would mess you up. <laughs> you, you would be in const, in con. What are you gonna do? What in, are you gonna do here? What are you gonna do? Constipated. <laughs> no, that was, that was, like a, I okay. recognize that was bad. Like a, like a, well, let's just. They say, wouldn't be suffering from inconstableness. Mm. Something about something about porcelain mounty. <laughs> um. So the current theory, though, the actual, the constable Larry, the constabulary, isn't there a book we read, uh, constabulary, constabulary. The, Is that how you say it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I only listen to books, so I know how you pronounce everything. <laughs> but not how to spell. I don't know how to spell anything in books anymore. So I saw it as constable airy, right? Oh, yeah. Because it's constable. I don't know, though. Like, there are a lot of words. Constabulary is, is, that how, you is say? how they were saying. Well, that yeah. must be right, because they're professional so readers the, of books. The constabulary's uh, current theory with regard to the cheese thieves is that they're selling it on the restaurant black market. <laughs> yeah, they're selling it to high-end restaurants. I mean, I don't know. Like, if you're stealing $1,800 worth of cheese, mm-hmm. right... Presumably, you're selling it at a discount, or else the restaurants would just go to the store themselves and buy it legally. So, like, what are they actually making on this cheese? I've always wondered that. 
So, like, we talked about people that rob banks and how they're dum-dums because you're going to commit a felony to maybe get a couple grand, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not worth it at all. I wonder that, like, what is worth stealing to sell on the black market, right? Like, what is worth... It it would really really be high-end items, like cars, jewels, that kind of stuff, I think it has to be enough that you can flee the country and live comfortably. Right, so I, I imagine the people that are really good thieves are the ones that do one really big job and then they retire somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And then their friend Ocean comes and asks them to do some yeah. heist with them in Vegas, right? Or an Italian job. Exactly. So I don't see, like, career thieves, I don't see that as being, like, <laughs> an actual thing people do, right? Yeah, you you don't, like, put in 30 years on the job. No, like, the retirement package is not good, <laughs> right? There's, there's got to be a one-off thing. These cheese people are just bringing that to light. You can't work your way slowly into the thieving business. Yeah. Right? It's one of those things where you develop your skills doing it, like, I don't know, like, as a decathlete or something. And then, or, like, as a Navy SEAL or something. And then you do, like, one big job. Yeah. Like an Italian job. Right. And, or in this case, a Canadian job. Yeah. And then you have to retire right after that, right? I mean, like, what's next? After yeah. stealing all this cheese, what do you do? Like, steal paper clips? Like, yeah. Yeah. The moral of the story is if you're going to commit a crime, make sure it banks you lots of cheddar. This is Subjectively Correct Sports. I don't care anymore. It's summertime. Our video recording software has crashed. We don't care. Our video recording software stopped caring too. I'm dressed up all casual and stuff. I'm wearing a hat that I can't stop messing with because I'm not used to wearing hats. Last time I wore hats was in high school, really, when I played baseball. And I was in the outfield with nothing to do except for, you know, chewing some, like, biting sunflower seeds. Is it true hats can make you bald? I don't know. I've heard that. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't worn hats in forever, and I got a widow's peak that's just that's going horrid right now. Like my widow's peak is the strongest thing about me right now. Yeah. Like my, my biceps aren't very strong. My legs aren't as strong as they used to be. But my widow's peak is going strong. Speaking of biceps, so uh, Laura and I, you know, you see those videos on the internet of like couples like exercising with each other, not exercising like next to each other, but, like, using each other in their exercises. Oh, yeah, sure. Like, lifting each other uh-huh. or whatever. And so, I decided, Laura asked if I could bench press her. Like, she challenged me to bench press her. Um, and so, I did successfully three times. Nice. Yeah. I have a video of it. I'll show you later. She weighs, like, nothing, so that's not that impressive. Yeah. Obviously, she's, like, super fit and is, like, super light. And I mean, I could, I could have lifted her with like one hand, but it was, it was fun to try the bench press. Right. Right. And I'm sure yeah. like you got up three and you're like, okay, it's very clear that I could go on forever doing this because yeah. you weighed nothing. So I'm just gonna I was, I was like, side. hop on my hands. Oh wait, you're already there. Right. Yeah. No, no, put all your weight on me. Put all your weight on right. me. Right. Yeah. 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 Totally. What are we in a pool? <laughs> like, what are you underwater? <sighs> Which is the greatest thing when you're, when you were a kid, like how often did you like lift up something to the pool? And be like I am the strongest man alive. <laughs> yeah. Buoyancy was my friend because I've never been a big strong dude. Yeah. Right? Well, there was a time when uh, a missionary challenged me to a weightlifting competition. Well, I challenged uh-huh. him. He called me scrawny. Yeah. When I was a missionary in Argentina, another missionary called me scrawny. And I was like, please, please say that again. He's like, you're mm. scrawny. Like, you're probably not that strong. That's a pot calling the marijuana kettle. What? Huh? What? Huh? I messed up that saying. Yes, you did. Only by a lot. <laughs> right? Even potheads were like, oh, wait, he made a mistake there. Because I'm sure listening to our podcast high is the best way to listen to it. <laughs> Uh, we do not advocate that. We do not. But I imagine it would be a much better show. But he challenged me, to, and I said, okay, fine. In two weeks, we're going to do a bench press challenge where you will put this weight on the on the bench pressing, which was actually a metal bar um, with two concrete yeah. buckets. Oh, yeah. I've definitely seen that in South yeah. America. That's, okay. that's, that's, yeah, that's the homemade weights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So 
the the idea was we were going to work out for two weeks and then we were going to see paint bucket right the paint bucket uh, barbell yeah and so he got it was actually a bench press and so he got down there and did like 45 or something it wasn't that heavy he did 45 reps so i got down there and i started doing them and i was feeling good man i was going and i got to about 35 and i started slowing down I got to about 40, and I was so mad at this dude. Nothing was going to beat me, right? He was not going to beat me. Yeah. And so I got to 43, 44, and 45. I just barely got it up there. And then I started laughing in his face. And I kept going up to like 55. Wow. And, I, and I was like, I could have gone more, but I set it down. I looked right at him. I looked right at him, and I said, never call me scrawny again. Wow. Walked off, took a shower, went to bed. Peace. And you were uh, doing what at this time? I was a missionary. Oh. Teaching people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> So sure, I'm sure they learned a lot. Well, I learned a lot about backing off, man. Okay. Jenkins, please, dude. That guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't get along at first, obviously, but then when I put him in his place, things went, th- things went much better after that. He never called me scrawny again. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> I think we were trying to open the show. So email us, subjectedcorrect.com. Uh, we have some big things in the works that aren't going to happen, so we're not going to mention them here, which is cool. Uh, Anthony thinks that because uh, Anthony thinks because it's summertime and I'm not working that I should take on more of the load here at Subjectively Correct. Yeah. So that's why I've been talking so much. Can't wait! Can't wait to see all those articles and yep. uh, you know fresh projects that you're working on. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's something in the works for sure. Like I said, it has nothing to do with this, but okay. I have some projects I'm gonna do. Right. I I still want to write something with you, but you're all like, nah. All right. You know, what do you want me to write? You want me to write a greeting card, a tweet? I can. Ghost write a tweet for you. Ghost write a tweet for me? Mm-hmm. It's like logging my account and tweet for me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've seen some of your tweets. I did that a lot at the uh, law firm I used to work at. Uh, there was a partner in particular who, um, when he wanted to write a funny email and like send it out to the section or uh, or to you know other colleagues, he'd ask me to come over to his office acting like it was something all important. So I'd go. <laughs> and uh, he'd be like, hey, hey, read this email. Hey, uh, yeah. What do, you, what do you think? And it was, you know, not, not funny. And so he'd say, okay, well, you just do something. Yeah, <laughs> write something funny. Make some magic happen, yeah. Montague. And so I'd, I'd ghostwrite his funny emails. That, that is one of my favorite things we've yeah. ever talked about. So you're, one of your bosses at the law firm mm-hmm. would call you into his office with something very serious to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. You get there and you'd be like, oh, no. Like, I'm sure the first time this happened, you're a little nervous. Like, oh, yep. no, what's going to happen? And he was like, all right, I need to be funny here. Make some funny happen. Because I don't know if you know yes. this about our, our resident... Uh, attorney Anthony Montague he's a funny attorney yeah I'm one of the funny ones right and that I guess that's rare we've talked about this before but like like I think I'm uh, maybe I'm not gonna say really I'm gonna say an above average funny person like like I think I have a uh, good comedic time uh, timing and <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> and and uh, you know that I'm um, like witty and can come up with, you know, things to say. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I, I think you know, on the on the spectrum of not funny to funny, I think I'm more on the funny side, just like for humans in general. I think most people would agree with that. In fact, you wrote a play that our high school put on. I saw it twice. I thought it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen. Yeah, it was hilarious. So, yeah. So I think. Putting you on the, the above average funny scale for sure. Yeah, um, but then you 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 take that that's the whole human population, sure, right? But then when you put me in the subset mm-hmm. of attorneys, this is getting into some stat stuff that I just don't love. But keep going. I think I'm 99th percentile. 
not not you to, are not not to to toot my own clown car horn, but <laughs> I think not to sit on my whoopee cushion, but that's what we say in in, in joke school. Is that what it is? Yes. The, not, to, not to not to inflate and sit on my own whoopee cushion. Um, yeah, because I mean, okay, so if you've ever seen um, Parks and Rec, sure. Uh, Accountants represented in Parks and Rec, not not too dissimilar to how attorneys are in real that life. That is a perfect example. Dad, Dad Ben's here. That's so great. So you're you're the Ben Wyatt of law firms. Yeah, I think you could. I think you could make that argument. But you have to get to know me. I'm not going to just like, you know, offer to write your emails for you. Right. No, that's a pretty personal thing. A, yeah. So that is fantastic. So, listener, if you're not interested in our sports takes, but uh, want me to write an email for you, send an email to subjectlycorrect at gmail.com. <gasps> we could funify your emails. Like, we can make your emails fun, or I can make them more boring, because I'm an English teacher. I can make something David more could boring. correct your grammar. Yeah, well, and I can make it more boring. Like, we have you, who could make things more exciting and more fun, and me, who could make things more boring. Because, like, one thing that I, I used to love to do with my students is we'd be watching, like, a Disney Pixar short or something, mm-hmm. right? Just trying to pass time because there's only five students in class and all the others are on a field trip or something. We're yeah. watching a Disney Pixar short or something. Okay. I'll pause it halfway through and I'll say, okay, now what's going on with this character and how does it represent the conflict that's happening internally? And they'll say, like, it's a Disney Pixar movie. And I'll, like, break it down. <laughs> like, I'll, yeah. I'll analyze it like it's literature. Yeah. And they hated it. I loved it. It's great. You can really analyze those Pixar movies really deeply, by the way, though, because they're all they're short, but they all have a full plot. Yeah, are you talking about just the shorts? Or yeah, you, just the shorts, just like the, the, shorts, like the yeah. five minute things. Like I was uh, kind of freaked out if you saw uh, what was the uh, the dumpling one. Yeah, that yeah, was kind of weird. It is weird, yeah. especially it, if you've not seen it. Google like Pixar dumpling. Yeah, it's called Bao, B-A-O. It's actually one that I, I actually use these Disney Pixar shorts to explain and, and show them what plot is. Because, yeah. you know, you could read an entire book, which takes months mm. or, or weeks, or you could just watch this five, six-minute clip and break it down that way. It's a really great way to introduce plot to students. Okay. So I did this with this one. It's called Bao, B-A-O. And, yeah, it, the premise is just weird. Is the stork one a Pixar short? The with one? a bunch of storks carrying babies? I think so, yeah. yeah I like that one. There's That's one, the, a chess one. Really the chess good. one's a classic where yeah. the old man's playing chess by himself. Right. Yeah, that's a good one. I, uh, there's one where there's a little bird that's afraid of the water. Okay. And then it overcomes its fear of the water. Yeah. That's great. That's Does it the, drown? N- that would be one way to overcome your fear <laughs> yeah. is to succumb to it. Sure. But no, it's uh, it overcomes its fear and ends up loving. Is it a is it a duck after all? Is it a real is it a duck the whole time? It's uh, it's a piper. I don't know what that is. It's called Piper. Okay. That's the only reason I know that it's a Piper. It's because it's called Piper. It'd be weird if it wasn't a Piper and it was called Piper. Was he rowdy? Was that a 1990s wrestling reference? Yeah. That's right. Wow. Rowdy, rowdy, Piper. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't think we have enough of those on our show. Uh, My sister Heather, she was way into wrestling in high school. What? She loved it. Like we had, on the Nintendo 64, we had like... WWE Raw or whatever yeah, it is, right? Superstar, right? Yeah, is on the Nintendo sixty four, and I remember I would be I would be the Rock or I'd be Goldberg. See, like that's even past my generation of wrestling. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> I my my yeah. So my brother Eddie and I we watched wrestling all the time, like starting in the late eighties to like mid nineties was kind of uh, maybe mid to late nineties, but um, yeah, I mean the the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior 
Randy Savage, Sergeant Slaughter, Iron Sheik, the Bushwhackers, the Legion of Doom, Sean Michaels. So Heather was way into it. Big Boss Man, Brett the Hitman Hart, Owen Hart, R.I.P. Any others? I mean, I could keep going. So the only Earthquake, Typhoon, Andre the Giant. So the only ones that I really remember were Sting. Jimmy Snuka. Oh, Snuka. Yeah, I know Snuka. Is he? Oh no, he's famous for like, what's he famous for? Snuka. Flying off the top rope. Yeah. So, I knew wrestling was fake even when I was really, really young. Right. Jake the Snake Roberts, Mr. Perfect. Really young. I'm talking like five years old. Okay. My Heather's watching wrestling with her friends, and I'm like. All right, this is clearly staged and ridiculous. No guy can jump off of a rope and kick a dude in the face. And, like, he's yeah. not even really landing on him. He's like, his elbow hit the mat. And, like, and he's just like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You know, like, after half of those moves, or even, even more than half of those moves, like, one guy would be on the receiving end of an elbow just be like, oh, ah, and, like, just, like, kind of riding on the ground, like, I'm done. Like, they yeah. would not continue fighting. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you kick someone in the face, <laughs> they're done. Especially, like, flying 20 feet. And then a 250, 300-pound man. Yeah. You throw someone through a table and hit them with a steel chair, they do not get up in real life. No, they do not. No, they do not. Uh, one of my favorite TV shows is Arrow. Okay. I love this show. Yeah. Right? This is a DC comic. Yeah, yeah. The Green Arrow is a really cool character. They borrowed a lot from Batman for the TV series. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really cool TV series. and, and uh, Like he's super um, moody. And he, has parent, a little bit. Like issues with he the does authority. Have, and... He does have parent issues. Yeah. Yes. Like wealthy guy who loses his parents and does, in a really tragic way, and he has to feel like he has to make up for uh, things that his parents did and make things right, all this stuff. And, okay. Uh, great lines. Uh, you have failed this city. And then he's like, shoots him with an arrow and stuff like that. Failed? Yeah, you have mm-hmm. failed the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, But he is a huge wrestling fan. The main character of that show, his mm-hmm. name is uh, Stephen Amell. And so he'll go that's on. That's the actor? Or that's that's the, the actor. Okay. And he'll go on and he'll, uh, he's done a few wrestling matches. Oh, really? And I'm sure the people that run that show, anytime he's like about to jump off a top rope and go through a table or something, they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, yeah. oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And cause imagine if he got super injured and couldn't record his show for like mm-hmm. a year. It'd be awful. And he does a lot of his own fighting and he's in super great shape and stuff. So anyway, I think wrestling is not what it used to be. I think it, it was more popular back in the day. I think there are just too many distractions now to be interested in, yeah. in, in wrestling. I, and I think UFC has taken a big portion of those fans that yeah. watch wrestling because now they can get real live wrestling almost with UFC. That's kind of almost no rules except with no bats and stuff wrapped in barbed wire like Sting. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, Sting, anyway. another wrestler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, wrestling has always been interesting to me. Have you watched wrestling recently? No, I have not watched a wrestling match. Uh, probably in over a decade. Do you care? Easily. Like, no. Do you care at all about wrestling anymore? No, I mean, you know, some of the accounts I follow on Twitter, they'll tweet stuff about wrestling. Um, and I think it's interesting. Like, the most popular wrestler right now is a woman. Who? Uh, she's like Irish. I have oh, no man. idea. They call her the man. I know they call her, they call her the man. Well, that's, that's kind of nick- That's her nickname. I would hate that if I were her. Um, but I don't. I don't know anything about her other than that. Other than that, she's a woman. <laughs> other than that, she's a woman, and she's like beat Ronda Rousey in her in her. Whoa, she beat Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she must be a really skilled fake fighter. <laughs> well, that's always like been the interesting thing is because like you assume the outcome's predetermined. Assume. And well, I I wonder though if like there because like Andre the Giant could have won any match he have, he wanted to right and so like he could have gone off script like he could have 
just grab Hulk by the lift him and toss just him up pin there. Him. Like, like what I are you gonna, when you have a four hundred pound dude laying on top of you, you don't get up. Like Yeah, Hulk's like, No more match, I mean it. And he's like, Can you buddy want the peanut? <laughs> yes. That's exactly what happened. Uh, but I just yeah, so I wonder like how how much they go off script, how much is improvised during the match. So I imagine almost none of it. You don't think any of it's improvised? I think, I, I think some the, of the, like, when they're going back and I, forth and talking, yeah, some of that's improvised and ad-lib, but I think the I like fights to are think, super choreographed. I like to think that it's, there's a lot of principles, you know, like like a Warriors offense, okay? But you're not calling out plays every time down the court, and they're just, like, kind of feeding off each other, and they know kind of, like, there's these three different points in the match we want to get to. We'll get to them. You know, we have 15 minutes to do it. Like, we'll hit these notes. Yeah. But other than that, it's jazz, baby. Yeah, exactly. It's so, cat. You know, you know, wow. Off the top rope. Uh, I disagree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I think I think they have predetermined who the winners are going to be, like, do you, months in advance. Do you think they, they fight the same match over and over from, like, city to city? Because they travel around the country, right? Well, I think that's different. I think these, like, big arena matches yeah. where, like, championships, in air quotes, are right. decided and stuff yeah. like that, I think those are predetermined. And wrestling... Whatever organization makes the determination, this would be a very popular champion. And this would be an interesting champion, an interesting storyline. Because really, wrestling is about telling a story. And even wrestlers will talk about that. Like, oh, this wrestler is a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people say that. I'm like, yeah, it's all fake. So that makes sense that you're more telling a story than you are actually fighting, right? Yeah. And that's what it's all about. It's all about telling the story. So they predetermine who's going to be the winner based off of who's going to have the best story. The Rock, for example, like he was a champion for a while and stuff. Then he's like, wait, they want me to do these movies and stuff. Like, I got to lose. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's all predetermined and it's all i don't know it's there's no way there's ad-lib stuff there may be some matches where they do a little bit of that to keep the spontaneity but the yeah. really important big arena uh, matches no i don't know man i think they're all in the moment that's just your i think that's your <laughs> little boy fanhood like like well, early like, 90s anthony like, i don't like, think they're actually fighting right? right but but i don't know i liked i'll i'll believe i'll i'm not gonna research the topic any further because i want to believe that that there is some uh, some spontaneity involved in you. You want that thing. willing suspension of belief? Yeah. Yeah, that, no. I haven't had that since I was five. Almost okay. like Santa Claus. I don't remember believing in Santa Claus ever. Really? Never. Yeah, because I, I have three older sisters. Yeah. Right? And I'm not saying they, like, destroyed my childhood or anything, but I, I don't have a lot of early memories. But, but you're not not saying that. Sorry, what? Huh? Huh? But I, I never, rem- I just always remember knowing that Santa Claus was an idea it was like this concept and was never really real and that my dad and my mom were santa claus yeah and i've never once believed in santa claus like my kids believe in santa right now okay but as soon as they're old enough to ask dad is santa real i tell them no yeah our uh, our older two know that santa is not real and that wasn't because we wanted to tell them but they just like asked enough times that we're like yeah okay yeah my, my big thing is if the child is old enough to ask about it they're old enough to know the truth. Yeah. Right? If they were really, like you with wrestling, you're not willing to know the truth yet, so you're not going to research it. But my kids came to me and they researched it. They was like, wait, there's this red guy who drops off presents in our house? And we're like, yeah, no, no, that's not how it works. And they're like, okay, that makes more sense. Uh, so yeah, that, that's my philosophy on that. If, if you're old enough to ask the question and really want to know the answer, then yeah. you should be given the truth. Okay. With some things. There's some things that will be secrets forever. Okay. Like good parents. All good parents have lots of secrets. All right. Cool. So, so Like forgetting your 16th birthday, for example. Oh, too soon. Too soon. It's been, <laughs> it's been 16 years. 17 oh, years. 18. 18 years. I forget how much older you are than me sometimes. I'm so old. I got gray in my beard. 
I have I'm gray like Aragorn. Yeah, <laughs> I have gray on my chest. It's the only place. I have three gray chest hairs. I didn't get them yeah. until I became a father. Mm. So being a you dad, have some gray on your head. Do I? Yeah. Oh, because I'm wearing a gray hat. Yep. Yeah, you are the funniest attorney <laughs> in the world. Uh, you had to be here, audience. You had to be here. So I guess we should transition from fake sports to real sports. Yeah, do you want to cut the segment or do you want to power through? Yeah, we'll come back after the break. Nice. We should shill a product. <laughs> this segment brought to you by... The color gray? Loud noises. <laughs> oh, loud noises. Okay, I was going to go with the color gray. Okay. So I'm sorry. I know we were going to talk about basketball, but I just I just thought of something. Okay. So the the giant marshmallow that just won the heavyweight championship of the world in boxing. Anthony, no, not Anthony. And Andy. Andy Ruiz. That dude's a hero. Yeah. Like For, first Hispanic uh, heavyweight champion of the world. And he looks like a marshmallow. He is the dad bod first ballot Hall of Fame. He is the dad bod he's champion. He's the guy of the world. Fieri of boxing. Dude, no, he's the Bartolo <laughs> Colon of boxing. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, except, I mean, no one thought this was going to happen. Anthony Joshua was supposed to be this phenom. He had, like, he unified, like, four belts. Yeah. Right? So he was a big deal, and he was undefeated. And then... And the guy who got dropped by his, like, old boxing promotion company uh, and just signed with, like, a new new outfit, like, five weeks ago... Yeah, it, it's, fills it's in. Lupita Stacos. <laughs> fills in, and... uh he actually has a great record, though. He was like 32 or 33 and 1 coming is, into the fight. Is that how many taco eating contests he's won? I'm sorry. David. I'll stop with the taco jokes, but the dude is big. No, he's big. Yeah, he's he, you don't look at him and think um, athlete. No. No, you do not. But apparently he packs a punch. <laughs> yeah. He is this, he's this generation's butter bean. Yes. He, he's a manteca bean. <laughs> Uh, but that was a, I. I didn't watch the fight. I saw the highlights, and uh, he got so Ruiz got knocked down for the first time like ever. It when he was knocked down by uh, Joshua. So Joshua knocked Ruiz down early in the fight. Yes, and then Ruiz got up and knocked him down. Proceeded to knock him down four times uh, before the ref called the fight. Do you think this was Ruiz being a surprisingly good fighter, or was it Anthony Joshua not being prepared? Or what, what's going on here? I think it was Ruiz getting in a very good punch. Like the very first, right before he knocks him down for the very first time, he catches Joshua off guard, hits him with a left on the chin, and, and you can see Joshua's body just kind of shake. And from then on, he did not have his legs. So that like, was so that one punch threw him off, and yeah. then he was just dazed. And, yeah. and I don't follow boxing super closely. I, I do you know, like to watch it when I find it on. But uh, apparently the knock on Joshua has always been, uh, we don't know how well he'll handle a punch because he hasn't really been hit that hard. Now we know. And, and he was hit very hard repeatedly in this fight. And um and, and didn't didn't last. So, congrats to Ruiz, man. How, how like that's like the modern day Rocky story. It really know? is. El Rocky. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Piedros. <laughs> um, yeah, this is from Southern California. So again, another another title back to Southern California. Yep, Lakers, you're on. Well, before the Lakers get the, you got the Dodgers. Dodgers, come on now. Dodgers are much closer. In fact, I think the Lakers are more of a long shot than Ruiz was. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Well, if, if you bet on Ruiz, you won a lot of money. It, was, it doesn't matter how much you, you could have no. bet $10 and you won a lot of money. It, he was 25-1. to 1. This was a tied for the biggest boxing upset in the history of the sport. Wow. 
It's a big deal. So, okay, another heavyweight competition is going on. We're talking about the NBA Finals. Okay? So, uh, I enjoy watching playoff basketball. Everyone's hurt, though. Kevin Durant's hurt. Okay? Klay Thompson got hurt. Andre Iguodala's hurt. Kawhi seems to be hurt. This is like... Not the basketball we should be getting. It's not mm. a beautiful game. It always it just they need a like... nurse in this finals, mm. a Nick nurse. Sorry, continue. <laughs> Everyone's hurt, and uh, Katie's probably not coming back. Yeah, I think anytime so, soon. The latest I heard today on the radio was that he was. Uh, they were looking, still looking at the back half of the series. So if it gets to a game five, six, seven, maybe he comes back. I'm super, I am super disappointed in the Rockets. They just couldn't make a shot. So You're talking about the Raptors? Did I say Rockets? Yeah. I'm sorry. I just I guess I have Rocket <laughs> syndrome where anytime I see a team miss they're, a bunch of open shots. Uh, update, they still haven't made a three pointer. It's been forever. It's been since the, the two thousand eighteen. It's been, been three hundred and seventy five days. Since they made a three pointer. I swear. But I don't know what it is about the Warriors. Teams miss open shots against them. The 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 yeah. Warriors went on another crazy run in the third quarter, eighteen and zero, an eighteen and zero run, and it was just full of wide open missed shots by the Raptors. Yeah, and and this is you listen to analysis after the game, and it's it all comes down to making your open shots. Like, and this is was my criticism of the Blazers. Um, in, in the last round, when they had, what was it, three out of the four games, they were up by, like, 15, 16, 17 points. And, like, all they had to do was make a few more shots closing out the game, but they couldn't do it. And, I, again, I don't know what it is, what, what, the, what the Warriors do to you. I don't have a great enough basketball mind to understand what they're doing to these teams that they're not able to make open shots. Right, and I, I believe in chance and luck sometimes. Like, sometimes the ball just doesn't go in, right? Like that Kawhi uh, buzzer beater. Yeah. That was amazing that he got to that spot and got the shot off over the players that he got it off of. Yeah. But it was super lucky that that thing bounced in, right? Yeah. Uh, the Warriors have an insane amount of luck. They have a crazy amount of luck where teams that are clearly beating them suddenly go cold for a five, six-minute stretch mm-hmm. where they can't make a shot to save their lives. It is nothing that they're doing because they're leaving guys wide open. It was and, the Rockets from last year, and it's yeah. the Raptors from this year. And it's not like the Warriors are marching out Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson and Andre Godala and Steph Curry to to mount these comebacks. They're relying on Quinn Cook and Boogie Cousins. like Sean Livingston. Sean Livingston. Looney. Who's... Who's Looney? Who's this guy? He was hurt too. Yeah, that's, that's right. He, he got hurt. He had a chest contusion. Uh, so it's just that's it's a, just it's remarkable. Thing, by and the so way, maybe this is like Steve Kerr, right? It's just like Steve Kerr's a master of basketball that we just didn't know about until he inherited the best team on the planet, and like all of a sudden now he can coach whoever. No, I, I think <laughs> thanks. You're welcome. I th- I just think someone needs to look into the ball. You think the ball's being manipulated? I think there's something in the ball. Like, there's a little drone inside. And whenever the Rockets oh or the Raptors would shoot, we've, you push a little button and it vibrates the ball or moves the ball and they miss. So we've reached a peak conspiracy theory point in the season. I, this uh, baseball cap I'm wearing is actually lined with tinfoil. <laughs> Got to keep the Raptors out of my head. Got to keep the Warriors out of my head. Yeah. Look, I don't know what's going on. It is freaky. That teams are just missing wide open shots like crazy. And, and granted, the Raptors shooters aren't the best shooters in the league. They're not surrounded by great shooters. Like Van Vliet went off for a while, but he is traditionally not a yeah. great shooter. And then 
there's regression to the mean, right? Uh, that's a phrase that everyone in sports should know and understand. Regression to the mean. Mm-hmm. That's where you have a 240 career hitter in baseball that starts the first month of the season hitting 350. Slowly over the year, he's going to underperform that 350 mark, and mm-hmm. he will average out to about 240. Yeah. Giving a large enough sample size, a player will end up at his averages. Okay. And oh, who's who's the play? Uh, Chris uh... Coco Crisp. No, 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 no. Uh... Chris Davis. Chris Davis. I just like saying Coco. He Chris. hits. He hits what, like two forty-seven every year. On the dot. He every is the year. Perfect example. So if he starts the season at three fifty, like I said, let's he's just guarantee. I'm gonna Google where. What's his batting average right now? At whatever it is, it's going to be close, and then it's going to be get, go back to the two forty-seven or whatever it is. Okay. Uh, right. But regression to the mean is a thing. So re, uh, Fred Van Vliet, <laughs> two forty-two right now. So he'll he'll go on a little bit of a hot streak, and yeah. he'll end up at two forty-seven. But the uh, so Fred Van Vliet had a good game in Game One. He was making everything in Game uh, in previous series. He had a couple of good games leading up to it too, right? Yeah. But regression to the mean, he started missing everything. Right. Yeah. I, it's almost guaranteed. And so what you get with the Warriors if they start slow, right? If Steph and KD and Clay aren't making their shots in the first half, mm-hmm. regression to the mean, they're going to make some to make up for it, and they're going to be around their career averages over the course of an entire series, right? Regression to the mean. Yeah, but that's it, like, over the course of a series. But right. it's like every game that's happening. Right, which is crazy. And I think, like I said, I think the Warriors, of course, they're a very skilled team who are very well coached, of course. Mm-hmm. But how lucky can you get that a team goes on a historically, epically bad run to, to, to lose a series before in the, in the Rockets last year, mm-hmm. and this year you have the Raptors who have a chance to take this series by the throat, and they had them by, like, 15 or something like that in the second half and then they go on an epic cold streak too that's just an insane amount of luck yeah i don't know i hope this i hope that that sunday's game um isn't indicative well i just i just hope we don't now see three straight wins by the warriors because this has the potential to be a really good series and so i i really hope the raptors can take at least one in golden state um, so we can get at least six and hopefully seven games out of this series because I'm not I'm not ready to be done with basketball yet and I don't want the Raptors to go out with a whimper um, and I don't want you know I I'd like to see them win I've kind of come around to them winning even though that probably hurts my uh, Ka- Kawhi to the Lakers Did you see that Kawhi bought property in Toronto Did he Mm-hmm. What kind of property are we talking about Like like land He bought land He did uh, for like a home. Mm, supposedly interesting by the way people that say supposedly <laughs> get out of here with that okay not a, a word d. it's not a word supposedly you skipped school <laughs> all right there's it's a d. that's not even using the word correctly though if even if it were a word what do you mean i don't know just go back and listen to it so <laughs> go back and listen to our own podcast <laughs> Yeah, I listen back. Do you listen back? Uh, you don't listen back. Uh, no, I do not. I do not listen to these shows. Why not? Um, you know, it's kind of that like famous actor deal, like where you don't want to watch you at work because you know you already know it was perfect. And... Well, how how does it feel? No, it's embarrassing for me. Okay, interesting. And why is it embarrassing to you to hear yourself speak? No, to hear you. Mm. I was gonna like go pop culture psychiatrist on you, but yeah. you're just a jerk. Yeah, session over. Diagnosis complete. No, I don't like. I don't like the sound of my voice. You know, I don't know that whole thing where you kind of hear yourself and you have you're like, is that really what I sound like? Did I say it that way? I just like to like leave it in the past and like if people enjoy it, awesome. If not, meh. I listen back because unlike you, I care about the show. Okay. 
No, I'm just interesting. Kidding. I'm just kidding. But like, I, I do listen back, and yeah, your voice is kind of grating, so <laughs> it's, probably, <laughs> it's probably best you're listening. But uh, grating out is an A, A plus. Leave the grading jokes to the teacher, please. Okay. <laughs> In your circles, that would have killed. <laughs> but here, um, there's a higher standard. I object. We sh- there should be... We should have, like, attorney funny mm. and, like, real person funny, okay. right? Okay. We should scale that out. Like, we should do, yeah. like, knock-knock jokes or something, and we should have... Was that attorney funny or real person funny? Mm. That could be fun. Okay. Like, what comedian would you say is, like, attorney funny? Like, a comedian that people, like... Would recognize, but this is really putting on your spot. Huh? Wow, well, yeah, I, yeah. I, name, <laughs> name twenty comedians and let's rate them right now. Uh, That's attorney. What do you mean? Like, never mind. Forget it. Stupid okay. premise. Okay. Stupid premise. All right. So, Boogie Cousins. Yes. You want to talk about Boogie a little bit? You mentioned to me, and I thought this was interesting. You said someone's going to overpay Boogie Cousins. Yes. And how was like because of his performance in this one one game or this one series? But you had some thoughts on Boogie. Yeah, and I so I do think his performance in the series, especially if he continues to put up decent numbers. That will help. But just the fact that he's showing that he can still play some and that he's seven feet tall and he's strong. Um, he can handle for, for he a can as, handle. As he can pass. I mean, as he's heavy got, as he is. He's got all the skills you would want yeah. in, an, in an NBA center. Um, but Do you remember when ball handling wasn't a skill we needed yeah, our NBA right. centers to have? With his, but with his injury history, right, not only tearing the ACL... But now a quad tear this season. It was his Achilles, wasn't it? It was Achilles. Okay, yeah, yeah, Achilles, and now a quad. Um, and you worry about those types of lower body injuries to the big men and how those accumulate, and if they're going to repeat. Now, granted, he did have a pretty healthy career up until that point, but I just think someone who strikes out with maybe their top targets in free agency is going to, in a move of desperation, throw a bunch of money. At Boogie Cousins, and he'll take it because he has to. I mean, he, I, yeah. he, he missed out on his big contract because of the injury. Because yeah. of the injury, so he'll take whatever he can get. And and my fear is that it's going to be the Lakers. It's going to be the Lakers. Yeah. And you know what? If he's healthy and he's eighty percent of what he was at his peak, like maybe that's okay. And he's like not not as good as Anthony Davis, not as young as Anthony Davis, but like maybe he's a good partner with LeBron James. Maybe. I just don't think that would be a good signing. And I think until he can show uh, over the course of a season that he's injury-free, like the Lakers at least, and I would say no NBA team should give him any kind of long-term deal. If they want to give him a bunch of money for one year, give him a $20 million one-year deal with an option, one-year option, sure. If they strike out on everyone else. But what I don't want is uh, hopefully no team, and especially Lakers, to say here's a four-year you know, max contract. I don't think you give it with that injury history being a big man. You don't give that person a long-term contract. Yeah. But, uh, I think he needs to lose some weight. I think being strong is a big part of his game, but I think when you're a big man and you're putting all that weight and all that pressure on your joints and those joints and tendons have already been torn or ripped or anything, you got to lose some weight and it'll make a big difference for his game. I remember LeBron, um, got up to, to being pretty heavy and it felt like he was slowing him down and stuff like that, so he cut back a little bit. So maybe he wasn't quite as strong, like LeBron standards, not as strong. And it really improved his game to shed some of the weight. I think Boogie should do the same uh, thing. David? Yeah. It's 2019. And? We're embracing the curves. Okay. I mean, look at the boxing you're, heavyweight you're not, champion. You're not, you're, I don't think you're allowed to tell someone to lose weight anymore. Boogie, lose weight. I'm looking at the camera that's turned off and doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Boogie, lose weight and have a longer career. I don't know why this is controversial. 
to you. Yeah. So I guess that leads us into a bigger discussion of recruiting because recruiting season has begun. Okay. And Doc Rivers goes on oh, TV yeah. and says and says something about Kawhi reminds him of Michael Jordan, and then he gets hit with a $50,000 fine? Yeah. This is stupid. Why have him on the show at all? Like, why have him be on TV? Right. Why ask him questions? If you're not going to allow them to talk about other players at all, don't allow them to go on these different shows and stuff. Yeah, no, I think I think that makes sense. Uh, so so Doc Rivers was part of the NBA Finals coverage, one of, like, the pregame shows or something like that. Was it through M- the NBA TV ESPN. or ESPN? It was ESPN. And he and Magic were on there. And Magic was fined last year for complimenting Giannis Antetokounmpo, saying he's going... This is what he said. He said he's a great player, and he's going to bring a championship to Milwaukee. To Milwaukee. And Mad- and the Lakers got fined $50,000 for that. And he's not, like, a free agent, right? Not available for years to come. Now, Kawhi... Okay, slightly different situation. I still agree with your larger point. Yep. But slightly different situation because Kawhi Leonard is a free agent after the season, and the Clippers are known to be courting him. They've had a scout at every Toronto home game. I think you know what you're getting with Kawhi. There's plenty of video on Kawhi. Why do you need to send a scout there? I don't know. Well, I mean, these NBA teams have so many scouts and so much money that they could just send like yeah. a junior scout to watch Kawhi do things we know Kawhi can already do. I Yeah. But 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 I agree that that, you know, if I'm, if you're if the NBA is going to allow employed coaches and front office personnel to be on to to act as media to act as analysts uh for espn or nba tv or tnt whatever the the outlet is um then they have to be allowed to speak openly about how they feel about a player they have to be allowed to analyze right right and wouldn't that be great for the league to have coaches talking about other players and stuff like that giving that really good insight because one of the things i hate is the fake access yeah right like those mic'd up players they don't say anything interesting they don't show the interesting things that they say right yeah and one of the same thing one of my pet peeves is rules or laws that prevent you from doing something that everyone does right that it's it's only bad because there's a rule right the action otherwise would not be bad basically legislated morality yeah and so everyone tampers in the nba but it's only tampering because there's a rule against it right every everyone wants the best players to play for their team it's just it just logical right like does does Kawhi now say oh doc rivers was comp complimenting me on national television i wonder if the clippers want to sign me <laughs> right no obviously he knows any team that has space to sign him wants to sign him right and and so i would be in favor of just doing away altogether with the tampering rules and if an executive wants to make a comment about a player he can make a comment about the player, right? And uh, if he doesn't sign him, then it maybe is embarrassing for that owner. Maybe he is a little bit more discreet about it in, in the future, right? Or maybe you just say, you can't openly say stuff, right? But if you want to call him on the phone, whatever, I don't care. But, but, but yeah. a special exemption for if you're on TV and you're asked a question, you should be able to answer it. Right. That's super irritating to see that. But you know, LeBron has been famous for recruiting players. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. The players are texting and calling each other, and they're yeah, emailing pl- each other. They're playing video games with each other and talking over the headsets about. Yeah, what the players are not subject to these these tampering rules, and so um, LeBron has he had a barbecue with several uh, upcoming free agents. Um, I, Jimmy Butler was in L.A. recently, left with a pair of uh, purple and gold sneakers. 
very exciting development. If I were Jimmy Butler, I would have a different colored pair of sneakers for every city I go to. Like, yeah. I'm in Houston, all of a sudden I have some red and white sneakers. Oh, did you see? So, um, uh, Barstool Sports did, like, um, a podcast with, with Blake Griffin. And um, they, they, um, they recorded it a while ago. And they just released it. And in the podcast, they said, okay, so over the next few weeks, like, do, like, emojis for every, like, free agent story, right? Like, okay. like the eyes looking sideways emoji. Right. Or like, and so he did that. And then there were, like, several, like, reports or, like, uh, news stories about, like, blogs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like, oh, what, what's, like, what's Blake Griffin getting at? Like, what does this mean oh. for the, like, is he interested in joining with this superstar? And so, like, all this content was created because Blake Griffin was just trolling the media. And, and and I think you know I think LeBron does that a lot. Oh yeah, like I don't know if you remember, but there was a video a while ago talking about uh, LeBron was talking about rewinding and like going back. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Kyrie Irving yeah. liked it and stuff yeah, like he, that. Yeah, he texted. Um, it was like a video, and then the song that was playing was Rewind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was uh, something about to do with Kyrie. Yeah. So I think LeBron and Kyrie in LA is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know what's going to happen until that actually happens. And I think we're forgetting that Kyrie Irving, at the beginning of this basketball season that hasn't finished yet, told told all of Boston before their game that he loved Boston and he wasn't going anywhere. Yeah, if they would have him, he'd be happy to stay. Uh, well, Kyrie, they would have you. <laughs> but you gone. Um, yeah, so I'm... I'm super excited for the rest of the finals. Hope they go seven games. Hope each game's awesome. Uh, but then the real NBA season begins <laughs> after the finals. <laughs> June 30th. So they they bumped it up a day. Free agency starts now 3 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, on June 30th? On June 30th. Instead of midnight on July 1st? That's right. That's so stupid. What a stupid rule. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe it was so before so communications now, so now, could happen like instantaneously. Yeah. And they were like, well, you can't send a letter in the, until the morning anyway. So let's just do it at midnight. So now these poor GMs don't have to uh, put a deal together in the first 30 seconds of free agency uh, at midnight. They can do it in the afternoon. That's good. Yeah. No one want them to lose sleep. Uh, one team that's going to have an interesting offseason is the Houston Rockets. They've already had an interesting offseason, the Houston Rockets. So, uh, did you see this, David, where um, Daryl Morey and uh, Tillman, I think Fertitta is his name, Fertitta, Fertitta, I don't know. Fertitta, Fertitta, Nelly Fertitta. Yeah, her uncle. Uh, Tillman, he's like the uh, owner of like this restaurant group. You know, billionaire dude who owns the Rockets. Bought him recently. Um, they, uh, they fired all of Mike D'Antoni's staff and um, were engaged in contract negotiation with him to extend his contract. So he's, he's entering his, his last year of his contract. Did they fire all of his friends and then go into contract negotiations? I'm not sure of the no. I, yeah, I think I think they had already fired his staff. That's a baller move by the organization, man. It's like, hey, um, remember all your friends? They're gone. Yeah, you can. I don't know. We'll, we can look into that. Either way, that's insane. Either way, all the staff is now gone, and uh, and I think they're gonna pick the staff and not let Mike D'Antoni do it. And um, they offered him a very kind of lowball type contract, two and a half million a year. There are incentives. You make the playoffs, you get five million, and I think something like a million for each advancing round. Which you know, you think the Rockets with their current roster. They're probably going to make the playoffs. They're probably going to get to the second round at least. Um, so he's probably at six million dollars, which is about the going rate for head coaches, anyways. But the fact that he has to earn that, I would think, is somewhat insulting. He's to, already earned it, right? That's right. the idea. He, 
so insulting for for a coach of his caliber. Like that's the type of deal you give a coach that's trying to prove themselves. Right. That maybe had a good college career, but you're not quite ready to fork up yeah. all the money on him. It's like, okay, prove yourself. We'll give you an incentive based contract. Yeah. 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 But but D'Antoni has proven that he has a system that can generate a lot of wins. Right. It's not a system that's yet yielded a championship because his teams just happen to shoot badly at really bad times. You're um, welcome, Warriors. But he's put his teams in position to win. Yeah. And uh, and unfortunately for him and his teams, they, they just haven't done so. Uh, and then Tony turned Steve Nash and James Harden into Hall of Famers. Yeah. He got Amari Stoudemire a max contract with the New York Knicks. And what did he do? <laughs> what did he do in New York? One of the ugliest jump shots in the history of the NBA, by the way. Amari Stoudemire, terrible. You think he shot Marion? Him too. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Marion was the bad one. Yeah, Matrix. That was his nickname. That was a cool nickname. They called him Matrix? The Matrix, yeah. What an undeserving <laughs> person to have the nickname. That's, a, that's such a cool nickname. Yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, so so basketball news is going to dominate this show. Sorry, listeners, if you're not into basketball. I'm seriously considering taking a break in July. Yeah, I think we will. I think that makes sense, and maybe if there's some super crazy breaking news we hop on and, and talk about it but yeah i'll be remote i'll be vacationing you know you'll be doing several posts a week for the site and other stuff i have other and, things to do man and like uh, all these people think like dave's a teacher he's just gonna have his feet up for like 12 hours a day all day every day no i got stuff to do man it's so like 10 hours a day or? i think like eight this summer oh my goodness i'm only gonna have eight hours of rec time yeah. each day this summer uh yeah that well, sucks. Be interesting to do that. Um, I remember it, when I started working full time, like you know, out of law school, thinking, "Wow, I never have a built-in break again." Like until I retire, I have to say, "Hey, boss, I'm taking off these days." May is, I is take that, off? Is that no, cool? No, no you didn't yeah, say. Yeah. It, may I take off these days, <laughs> yeah. sir? Please. Yeah. Like, I'll write two funny emails for you. Yeah. Uh, well, in, at the law firm, you didn't have a lot of days off, did you? No, and even my vacation days were just working from some other place. So why even take the vacation days? I mean... That's rough, dude. Yeah. In, in fact, like, our group, we kind of had, like, unlimited vacation, right? Which, yeah, take as much vacation as you want, but, like... You still have a workload. You, you still, still answer your emails and respond to phone calls and, you know... And do your Work job. late. I mean, I I went... I don't know if you remember this. Uh, when your, your brother Adam, when he came home from his uh, mission, we all went to Disneyland. That was fun. And uh, I was told on that trip that I needed to come back to Dallas for a negotiation on a Thursday morning, and we were scheduled as a family, uh, your whole family, to go to Disneyland on Wednesday. And so I went to Disneyland, and uh, whenever the park closed, 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, went from there to LAX, uh, got on a plane a little after midnight, landed in Dallas at about 5 a.m., Came home, slept for about an hour, showered, dressed, and was at the negotiation at 8, 8 a.m. Because I had to. Because I was crazy. Because I was, and, and that was like a vacation that people knew about in advance, you know, but. But something came up. But it, something came up. Well, was that kind of the straw that broke the camel's back? Where that you was, like, so at that point, that was, um, yeah, no, November, uh, early, uh, yeah, late, late October, early November. 2016 and uh, I lasted another seven months but it was about yeah a few months after that is when I started looking kind of in earnest for a change so that's so interesting I can't imagine there are a lot of um, people that stick around such a grueling work 
environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's not crazy. like that all the time, but but you know, you hope that there's at least some time that you can protect, right? Yeah. That you feel like I can be off the clock and it just you know, I have that broken too many times to to you know, have that fantasy anymore. I knew I knew what I was in for and, and it was something I didn't want. So. Dude, if I text a former if I, if I text a fellow teacher right now, I will get scolded. It's summer. Leave me alone. Oh, really? No, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, if, if I bet there are a few that wouldn't even respond. Yeah. I wonder how many people don't like me. Huh. <laughs> so they're texting with each other. They've got a group without you. But they won't text me. <laughs> That's right. Oh, who was, who was the basketball player that was left out of a text thread? I didn't see that. Who was that? I guess there was some basketball player that was left like out of a text team? thread. Like his team? Yeah, it may be the Warriors. Oh, no. Maybe because the Warriors are in trouble. They're not going to win because there's internal struggles. And who's going I would probably have the I would probably have a group with everyone and then a group without Draymond. Because I feel like Draymond would dominate the text group, right? Like, just constantly barking things throughout the day. It's like, okay, yeah, I got it. But but we're getting a toned down, quieter Draymond now. Oh, are we? Have you noticed? He's even said, like, I, I realized I was doing more crying than playing. Oh, really? Like, really, it took you eight years to figure that out, however many years to figure that out. He also hasn't punched anybody or kicked anybody in the nuts this entire playoff run. So he's doing great. He's a new man. This is a year of self-improvement for Draymond. It really is. It really is. And he's playing great, too. I mean, mm-hmm. without him and his, his playmaking ability and his defense, they do not stand a chance against the Raptors. He's going to... Let that sit. I'm just gonna let that sit. Cool. I think, I think we're done with this segment. I, I will edit that out. Horrid. <laughs> or keep it. So you mentioned in a previous pod that we were famous for crime. Yeah. I think we're famous for having like the only sports podcast with someone who is actually qualified to talk about legal matters in mm. sports. Because I've been studying up on this Kawhi Leonard thing, and I think <laughs> I can crush this. No, no. So apparently. There, there's a lawsuit yeah. between Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. and Nike, of all people, who are having some fun legal uh, uh, shenanigans, we'll say, over the last little bit with uh, that one scummy dude who's trying to scam them out of a bunch of money. Yeah, Avenatti. Benatti, that's right. How did I forget? Av- Avenatti? Avenatti. It's got naughty in the name. How did I forget that? Yeah. But uh, anyway, so now Kawhi Leonard is suing Nike, of all people, mm-hmm. and it's over some logo or something, right? That's right. So... Uh, this morning, actually, he filed suit. His attorneys filed suit uh, in in uh, the Southern District of California. Is this weird so timing? This is federal court. Well, that's actually what Laura, my wife, she was she brought that up. She's like, during the finals, like, why have this distraction? And but <laughs> Kawhi distracted. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Kawhi distracted. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's not distracted. He doesn't even know this is happening. He's not distractible. Yeah, no, but I mean, this is the type of thing. This is why you have attorneys, right? They like yeah. they handle it. You know, they they keep you up to date. But like, and, and this guess- is filed, and like, it'll probably be at least like thirty days, sixty days before Nike, you know, has to respond. So doing this now, though. Puts a lot of eyes on it because Kawhi is one of ten mm-hmm. basketball players that people are paying attention to right now. Right? That's right. So well, I mean, this gives a lot of attention to it. Puts a lot of pressure on Nike. So yeah. I can see, I can see the strategy there, maybe. Yeah. So so let me let me read some of this uh, this complaint uh, or this this file. It's a complaint um, that uh, that Kawhi's attorneys uh, filed this morning, just to give you a background of what the what the the case is, right? And then we'll get into the we'll get into it a little bit. All right. So uh, it says in, in 2011, just after being drafted uh, to NBA, Leonard authored a unique logo 
that included elements that were meaningful to him. So it, essentially, it had a K. This this is a picture of a hand. It has a K, an L, and the number two because he usually wears number two or twenty-two. Um, and so he he made this drawing, and uh, which uh, he gave to Nike or forwarded to Nike. They're careful with their wording here. Um, as part of an endorsement deal between Nike and Leonard. Uh, so Nike, or, uh, Leonard was a Jordan brand athlete, which is Jordan brand is, is part of Nike. And so there's a back and forth um, over the logo. Uh, Kawhi gives them his drawings that he did like in college and they add some stuff to it. He rejects those. They go back and forth over a course of months trying to finalize his logo logo and once they do um nike then files an application for copyright registration right so that they would own all rights to the logo but they did that without Kawhi's knowledge or without his consent okay and so the underlying claim here is essentially that nike was fraudulent in their application um because they technically it wasn't their logo Right. So, so this is almost like if I write a screenplay for an Avengers movie, mm-hmm. and then Disney like takes my name out of it completely and goes and and makes the movie without crediting me as the writer, kind of. Yeah, yeah, S- similar similar thing. It's it and and the the reason this is coming up is because Kawhi is now with New Balance, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a Nike athlete anymore, and he wants to. And this is what they're alleging. It says Leonard intends to use the logo on clothing lines, footwear, and other products, and among other things, in connection with sports camps and charity functions. But Nike explicitly has objected to such uses. So, he his attorneys have sent a few different letters to Nike saying, you know, we're going to use this logo. They say, no, you can't use this logo. It's our property. Um, and so there's been a back and forth over the last year or so about who owns this this logo. Um, Nike claims they own it. Kawhi and his team says they don't care that they think they own it. They think that it was obtained fraudulently, that the, the copyright was obtained fraudulently, and they're going to continue to use it. And what they're seeking from the court is essentially the court to say Kawhi owns the logo and any right that Nike thinks they have in it, they actually don't. Um, but here's some some really cool things. So in any complaint, there's a section that's the facts, right? Yeah. And it's where the the plaintiff sets forth you know a number of facts that are necessary for the argument. Okay. And so they're simple as like the first fact here: Kawhi Leonard is an American professional basketball player currently playing for the Toronto Raptors. And it goes on. It talks sounds about like, his career. Sounds like Magic Johnson tweets. <laughs> That's right. Talks about his career. Um, and you know how he's a Finals NBA Finals MVP. Used to play for the Spurs. I love here this fact though. Number fifteen: Leonard is known for his extremely large hands. Truth. Throughout his career, spectators have noticed Leonard's large hands, and they are often described as contributing to his success as a player. Uh, just the fact that that like made it into a legal document, I think, is hilarious. Uh, but the so the underlying you know argument here is that Nike says that you know yes he gave us like some drawings or whatever but we essentially came up with the logo and leonard says no like i came up with the concept and you made some changes and i modified some of those and eventually i gave you permission to use that on some products but never gave you the actual logo to use um well so if he never copyrighted it and the nike did isn't that kind of on him though 
Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's a case to be made that he should have copyrighted it, right? But if he if he created it and there's a paper trail showing, like texts or emails, you can use this in this limited way. That's like a limited. You're giving someone a limited license to mm-hmm. use something that you own, whether or not you copyrighted it at all. Because um, it's still yours. It's still your intellectual property. Basically. Yeah, if you can prove that you actually created it, right, and that you told someone they could use it for a limited purpose, um, that would be persuasive to a court. Um, and sorry. So here's the, and, and this is going to be, you know, this may need to go to trial. I think they'll probably settle it because you know we've talked about why you'd want to settle in the past. everyone wants to just avoid the hassle of a court case but i'm trying to think like if i'm nike okay like let's just say i'm nike and i actually believe my side of the story that we created this logo yeah he 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 worked on it some but we had an endorsement agreement with him and and so you know as part of the deal we get to keep this logo like if i'm nike and he's no longer a nike athlete what's the big deal what are you going to use this logo for? Ever. You're going to... Kyle Lowry? <laughs> but really, I like... Mean, but I don't mean to disparage Kyle Lowry. He's a, <laughs> he's a serviceable, he's a good player. We've talked about him before. When he doesn't foul out, he's great. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. so, so I, I can't wrap my head around why Nike would push back on this so much. And it's... If, if, if nothing else, they're saying... They're, they're damaging their relationship with Kawhi Leonard moving forward, right? But then also the broader impact is if you're considering who to sign with and you're an up-and-coming athlete, like, Nike's still, Nike's still a behemoth. You're obvious, what? Are you going to tell me that New Balance is going to start competing with no. Nike? Okay, good. No, I'm not. I thought that was going to come out of your mouth and I was going like, to get up and leave. No, I'm not. But, but so many of these young athletes consider themselves artists in some way. They're rapping. They're doing other things. The tattoos, like the culture of like creating art and and branding yourself with it, that's like very much a part of NBA culture right now. And so, if nothing else, this will inform those players as they enter into negotiations with Nike um, that we cannot trust you with anything we give you, any kind of art or any other branding material. And so, we want to retain that ownership, right? And so, mm-hmm. Nike. What they're doing is they are now, um, there's the potential for them to come off as someone that's untrustworthy. You're still going to do business with them because they're Nike, right? Yeah. You're still going to eat at McDonald's because there's one on every corner, right? And and so... And, and double chi for two bucks? Thank you, please. Yeah. And large sodas in the summer for a buck? Are you kidding me? Pro tip, go light ice. You get more soda and less water. <laughs> Free refills, though. But I usually drive through that. Okay. I don't want. To, I don't want to go inside. Valid. I don't want to get up and walk. <laughs> who goes inside a McDonald's? Right. Like who? Who? Who is active enough mm-hmm. to get their Big Mac and large Coke and yeah. walk to? Re- no. I, if I'm going to get a Big Mac and large Coke, it's because I'm lazy and I'm not going to make dinner. Yeah. So I'm not going to get out of my car. Yeah. <laughs> Forget that. But but I mean, if you, if you have two equally attractive offers from. Under Armour and Nike, or Adidas and Nike, Reebok and Nike, even New Balance and Nike, right? And you have, or even ones maybe a little bit better than the other, but but in the back of your head you have, well, Nike doesn't treat its former athletes well. Nike's stealing property from them. Whether or not that's true, like that's the case that Kawhi's making, like that could alter someone's decision. 
I don't think it's going to alter many decisions because most athletes are going to be Nike athletes in the NBA. Um, but it could. I mean, we there are several prominent athletes that are not Nike athletes. Right. And you sent me that interesting thing about uh, Nike and the way they treat their female athletes when they get pregnant. Yeah. That was interesting. We don't have time to cover it today. But uh, I think it's interesting how when a corporation like Nike gets as big as it is, and it's been on top of the food chain for so long, that little you know little things come up that are, are wrinkles in their system that kind of mess with their profitability or whatever mm-hmm. and people think it's the end of nike or whatever yeah like it's not the end of nike they're going to be fine but it's always interesting to me how things come up like the people against nike like apple's kind of the same way where there's this subculture of people who don't want to buy apple products and don't want to do apple things because apple's the biggest thing mm-hmm. like just to, just because it's the biggest thing doesn't mean it's a bad thing yeah right just because iphone is the most popular phone doesn't mean there's something inherently bad about owning an iphone it's just a preference thing so if i like i like nike stuff i'm gonna wear it i, don't, I really don't care yeah. what they did to Kawhi leonard like their shoes fit me great and i play well in their basketball shoes that's what i care about yeah. i play really well in their basketball <laughs> shoes and, and like it's so good and i'll just always scratch my head whether it comes to politics business sport whatever it is like why you make such a big deal out of easy wins like it could be an easy win for nike it would look um gracious on their part to just say you know what Kawhi? we think we still own it but you can use it for whatever purpose you want. Like, we could prove in court that this is our logo and that we do own it because of these things that we have. But yeah. here you go. No, you take it. We're yeah. a benevolent Because they're, yeah. they're not going to profit off it. Right? No. They're not, they're not going to push any kawaii merchandise, right? And so this is just an easy, low-hanging fruit, easy win. And Nike, they're choosing, they're choosing to, to be stubborn about it. Well, do you think because it's become public like this, do you think they're going to just say within this 30 days, like you said, do you think they're just going to come out and say, you know what, here, take the logo? I, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point before trial they settle on something, right? And whether that's uh, they both own it and they could both use it, like, or, or you know, it completely goes to Kawhi or it goes to Kawhi for some undisclosed amount, it's, it'll, some form of that. I can't, I can't imagine Nike wanting to be a court over this. Oh, yeah, of course not. All I know is that Toy Story should get in on this Kawhi thing, okay? With all those little green men inside the thing, right? Okay. Kawhi Leonard's hand should come down and grab them, and they shall go, the claw! And he should grab them and bring them up and then dunk them in a basketball, like dunk them in a hoop, mm. and then they go down at the thing and you can, you can grab them, little green men from Toy Story. Uh, don't be surprised if that happens in Toy Story 5. This story, uh, this this segment brought to you by Toy Story 4 opening in... Uh, there are four uh, of them now. Opening in theaters everywhere uh, soon. Do you remember what the people looked like in Toy Story 1? It was not good. It was stick figure animation. <laughs> right, but it was the most amazing thing we'd ever seen. No, I it was great. They did it with computers, oh my gosh. And now, oh, so much better. Yeah. Yeah, if you go, you can go online and look at like what hair looked like. In uh, what was it, like nineteen? It was two thousand. No, it was ninety, like ninety six, ninety six, ninety five. Yeah, ni- when, whatever it was. It was around the same year that the Lion King came out. Yeah, look, look at what what hair looked like then compared to what hair looks like now in these animated movies. It's in, it's incredible. That's the is way. That, to is that the how we're ending the show? That's, of course, Toy Story because the claw and Kawhi Leonard and the logo and Nike and lawsuits and stuff. Yeah, it's all connected. Yeah. Also, Cody Bellinger's through the first fifty two games of the season had. 19 home runs and 7 outfield assists. No one had done that since Babe Ruth in 1932. Huh. Okay. This has been the Subjectively Correct Sports Podcast with David Henderson and Anthony Montague. Tune in weekly for sports talk and other stuff.